Oh my gosh. What's so up, what y'all? Up? Welcome How to y'all the Moral Watch Podcast. And we are in Rafa, Miami. Yes, we are in MIA. MIA. It's beautiful, beautiful by weather. the way. Hey, you know what I'm saying? You home back in Jersey, you know, already know what it is, man. It's cold as shit, y'all. Yes. Very cold. But it's not here. No. You see what I got on. Yeah. Yes. So got on my short, my thotty shorts today. <laughs> <laughs> we out here. Now they're gonna say what I was about to say. Gucci <laughs> Daddy joins, but yeah. hey, we're gonna keep that quiet. Season two. <laughs> Should have seen him before. What he had on before, he was for real. Drone zipped all the way my down. My chest was open. Taco meat showing. Taco meat showing. I'm in Miami. Showing. Showing. I'm in Miami. We were my like, chest was open. Like, what is really no, happening? I don't have taco meat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. He shaves it. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We Anyways. Got a, we got a guest again. We do. Introduce we do. yourself. Hi, I'm Sheree. Sheree, thank you for joining us. Yes. I'm Chris. Tron Rides on IG. And of Wait. Course, Sheree, do you have an Instagram handle? Please share it. It's at love underscore re 23. That's right. That's right. When you follow Cherie, she sure. gives you all the training tips. Yes. She's in these streets early in the morning on the bike. Yes. Putting in that work. Got to get in. Because last year, last season. She was on podiums. 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 Like, every time you turn around, every race. Cherie's year. Yeah. Yes. Didn't, didn't you win, like, a state championship? I did. Oof. I am the current Florida State Crick champion. <laughs> wow. <laughs> From zero to yeah, champion. What? Oh, that's it. We should. It's a pretty exciting season. Yes, Absolutely. and she's a fellow HBCU alum. Yes. Shout out, FAMU. Shout out, FAMU Rattlers. Stand and up. your sorority is Delta Sigma Theta. That's what sorority I'm talking about. Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I knew that well, was all right. Yes. I knew that was <laughs> yes, coming. Yes. I knew it was coming. That's what it is. What's up, y'all? I am Chad. IG Chad Bennett. It's Ock. Uh, no IG, but please follow the Blackwater Cycling page. Yes, yes. Follow us on Blackwater Cycling IG. Also on YouTube, if you search Black Watch Cycling, you can find us there and watch all of our amazing content. We're also on Spotify, mm. we're on Apple iTunes, and we're also on SoundCloud. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's yes. It. That's where you can find us. So, Sheree, thank you yes. for joining us. Thank this you is for exciting. Me. Appreciate it. Um, I would love to understand your journey into how you got into cycling. How long have you been cycling? All that good stuff. It's been a good two years. Okay, so you're a pandemic cyclist like yes, us, basically. I am. I bought my first bike in 2020 during COVID lockdown mm-hmm. uh, for fitness. Um, I was just looking for some kind of activity to get into. I used to just go to the gym a lot. And then when the gyms were closed on COVID, I had to find something to Word. occupy my time. And I picked up a bike. And now you're a state champion. <laughs> and now you're a state champion. Amazing. Wait, so what did you do? Prior to cycling, were you into sports before? Did you have a sport before? I was not a athlete. Well, wow. not a true athlete. Like, I didn't play basketball, run track, or... Nothing in school? Uh, I used to cheerlead, but we weren't, like, you we're know... like all-star cheerleading. No, we, were we weren't tumbling. So, and... so you were, like, palm? Yes. Yes, got you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. I'm interested to, to hear, one, what kind of bike you have, and I... also your setup. <laughs> Yeah. I currently ride the Tarmac SL7. Okay. Yes. And where All did right. you start? Was that where you started? or I had uh, the first bike that I purchased was actually a hybrid. Like most folks. Like most people. <laughs> like most people. <laughs> and I, um, initially, I was like, I'm not going to spend over $200. $250 is my max. And then I went into 
a store, a local store, and it was like $600 hybrids. And I was like, what kind of super bike is this? <laughs> wow. I ended up buying the hybrid. Um, started out with the hybrid, did that for about a month, and then I purchased my first road bike, which was the SL6. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's a beautiful color. I've seen you on that bike. Yes. Yeah, we came yes. on the first All right, well, talk about your setup. What group set do you have? What kind of wheels? What size wheels? Well, I have uh, the Roval. Yeah. I'm not sure the yeah. model. Is it the one that came standard with the bike? No, no, no. I upgraded. Nice. So it's got to be the CLX, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And then I'm running Shimano. Okay. Yes. Do you know it crank? So your 52. Mm-hmm. 36? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's the standard size. Yeah. yeah. Now, are, are you like a like a gadget kind of person? You're just like, listen, my bike is set up. I ride what I have. That's pretty much it. As long <laughs> as it rides and I can sprint and go yeah. fast, I'm happy. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yes. When, when was the first time you realized, like, yo, I caught the cycling bug? I would say... When I did one of my first group rides with Big Wheels, which is a local bike shop, they're actually one of my race sponsors. And they're known for having like this fast crit race type ride on Tuesdays and Thursday evenings. And when I was able to go and ride and hang with the guys, I was like, listen, I think I can do this. (laughs) I think I can do this. Uh, And so I don't know, I just was very consistent at first with riding the bike. I mean, I'm still consistent now, but I will ride every day. I enjoy just challenging myself. Like, okay, today I'm going to try to push to 10 miles. Because, you know, when you first start riding, you know, 10 miles, yeah. you know, 20 miles is like, woo. Right. I well said you're riding to Georgia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so once I reached certain milestones and it just became, you know, more fluid and more easy, I was like, okay, I got this. Dope. Yeah. Dope. What about that first race? And what even got you to say, you know what, I'm – about to sign up for this crit. So I had actually uh, went to go and watch uh, certain races first. Because at mm. first I was like, I'm not doing racing. Like, I'm too old. I got a career. Like, I'm out here paying bills. I can't, right. you know, right. afford to, afford to take it down. Take right. it down, right. you know. I guess, you know, spend hella money on his bike. I can't, like, afford to crash and things of that nature. But uh, I actually went to some of the local races and saw them. And then my first professional race was in Utah. And that's when I saw... Oh. Legion and some of the other professional crit teams. And I was like, you know what? I think I might want to give it a try. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you caught that ball. I did. <laughs> Are you naturally competitive, though? I am. Okay, so, yeah, that makes sense. So, so, so let's run this back. You didn't play sports outside no. of palm cheering, which most people don't consider a sport. No, they don't. Right? According to my daughter, it is a sport. <laughs> okay. So let's be clear. Right. Um, you started cycling during the pandemic. Yes. Okay. You're competitive. Yes. All right. Do you have brothers or sisters? I have two younger sisters. Okay. Were your mom or dad into sports? My dad played football. Like professionally? No, like in high school. Like in high school. <laughs> okay. So your genetics must be insane. Because for you, to, I mean, I don't, we don't need to know how old you are, but for you to not have played a sport, and then now you start riding your bike 24 months ago or so, 30 months ago, and then you are faster than anybody else in the state in your category like that is insane. is the hate real <laughs> it has to be like where did she come from like the hate's gotta be real like do you sense the energy like who is this where did she come from why is she winning of course it's gonna be there it's yeah. gonna do you be feel there. it so when we were in chicago 
I knew the the hate was real for Bahati just based on how everyone was riding around him. Mm -hmm. Do you experience that? Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Describe describe this a little. I mean, you don't have to point out anybody or any teams, but describe what it's like to be in the peloton because you're in the peloton in a winning position, right? Like, so what is it like? Like when Chad is saying around him, just, can you describe that a little bit? Like, do you feel, do people say things to you? Do you do they bump you? Like, what is that like? So women, we aren't um, as aggressive mm. as some of the male pelotons. Women are more verbal. So we don't tend to, you know, shoulder bump or rub. We're more ver verbal. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll hear, you know, certain things while you're on the bike. Uh, but as far as like positioning, I think I've learned how to position myself better in a race to not get boxed in. Like early on when I first started racing, I would allow people to box me in, like get in front of me, on the side of me, or I had no way to move. But mm -hmm. once I overcame that and learned like, you know, uh, more skills as far as racing, um, I was able to just overcome it and and become victorious in those races. With um, like with other obviously teams, professional otherwise, it's typically like a lead out. There's a sprinter. You're yeah. at this point, or even when you first started, you were riding for yourself by yourself. Yes? I still currently ride for myself. So your strategy has to be wildly different than everybody else. Yes. Especially people are lining up with three and four and five participants. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't race with teammates. Mm. Uh, I did the abundance grant over the summer. Right, so right, right. A lot of us were at different levels, so it was kind of hard to work together as a team. Yeah. But all of the races that I've done last season, I was racing pretty oh, much yeah. by myself solo. I honestly feel like that's a great way to start. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you're not leaning on anyone. Not to say that teams lean on one another, like they're all talented because they're out there, but you're understanding how to maneuver solo. Yes. Like, there's no lead out for you. No. That's dope to me. <laughs> yes. yes. So, do you feel like you're tar like you're, there's a target on your back going into 2023? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're the champion. Like, <laughs> you're coming, you're definitely literally coming on the top you, of the mountain. I would probably say so. And do you feel like there's a certain level of pressure? Um, A little bit of pressure. Maybe from uh, individuals that may want to see how much more I can elevate and do better like can I outdo my last season uh, but I I feel like I'm only trying to to prove it to myself that I can do it gotcha yeah yeah, yeah. so and in, in, in just for everybody who doesn't know like in uh, crits there's obviously different categories that lead up to professional where do you are right I'm now I'm currently cat three okay mm -hmm. and so when you started you started at five or did I you jump started at five yeah so within one year I went up two categories because you, you were winning. winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were winning all the time. Yeah. So, so in order to move up, for those that don't know, you start out as a novice yep. uh, in Category 5. And then after a certain amount of time or races, you can either, you can, I think now you can decide to actually you can move catch, yourself to catch four. yourself up to 4. Mm -hmm. But you can't move up from 4 to 3 unless you score a certain number of points. Yes. Or winning them. Like, yeah. Yeah. Place, so every yeah. win, you get like points. Right. So Cherie started from 0 and got a enough points to move to category three yes right because did you boost yourself up to four or did you automatically get pushed to four i got pushed up to four right so she didn't self-select to four she earned her way to four mm -hmm. earned her way to three and then won the state championship yes that is amazing i don't know y'all gotta check out her ig page it's just it's too many podium stands man yeah. Ooh, man. <laughs> i love the humble like the humble she is so though. humble <laughs> 
Like this woman is incredibly fast, yo. Like, but sometimes you gotta flex on them though. Yeah, let them know for real. You gotta let them know you about your business. I now, know. what was one of the more challenging parts of this season for you? One of the more challenging parts this season was staying race fit. Like, you know, as you're training, you train, you train, and there's a time where you peak where you're at mm. your top fitness. Yeah. And then you can only be at your top fitness for so long until you begin to, you know, phase down. And then trying to peak multiple times throughout the season to be race ready, I would say that was the most difficult part. In addition to that, still managing work, life, <laughs> you know, everything outside of the bike, um, with that added, can also be a challenge. Yeah, because training is like a legit time commitment. It is. Like, there's no way you can, like, spend an hour a week on the bike. No. And expect gains. No. So how do you do it? Like, like, can you give us an idea of what a typical training week would be, look like for you? So I do sacrifice. Um, so I have a 4.30, sometimes 4 a.m. alarm set six days out of the week. Uh, Everybody listen. This is what's required <laughs> to be a champion. Or at least have the potential to be a champion. Yes. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. I'm on the bike by 5, no later than 5.15. And I'm doing my workouts, my trainings. All of them are solo. So I really only get to do a group ride once a week, and that's with Rafa. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then from there, I'm at work by 7.30, 8 o'clock. Wow. Work eight hours. Go to the gym after work. Two a days. Two a day. <laughs> wow. Wait, so what are we doing in the gym? Like, are you working on mobility, strength, combination? Um, strength. Strength. Mm -hmm. But not so much heavy weights, lighter weights, but uh, more repetition. Like repetition. We try to tell mm -hmm. you, boy. Try yes. to tell we, 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 we've been trying to explain <laughs> to Chris. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm a work in progress. It's a strategy right there. He doesn't man. listen to either yeah, one of us. Reps. I listen just slowly. <laughs> we literally have been talking to Chris for like a month now. About the same thing. About yeah. strength training. Yeah. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. We go, Chris, go to the gym. Yeah. And he goes and plays basketball. That is true. That is, in fact, true. That is, that is true. But I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. This week is going to be my week. Yeah. This week is going to be my week. But Shree, you you kind of got to, well, compared to us, you got a cheat code because we're here in Miami. So the number of days that you can get outside and just get busy, that's crazy compared to, you know, trainer or what have you. Yes. So, I mean, like, explain or describe that as far as what it's like to – to practice or train out of Miami, out of this area? So training in Miami, so when you have to consider weather and also traffic. Mm. So Miami is a lovely city. It's flat, but I can say that it is not the most cycling friendly place. Like mm. You will see limited bike lanes. Okay. You have certain areas where you can, you know, go and get your training done nonstop without any, you know, cars interrupting. Um, so that's why another reason why I choose to go so early and not All right, right. after work. In addition to that, the weather, yes, today is beautiful, but typically Miami is known for its heat. Sure is. And humidity. <laughs> so if you don't get out early enough and say if you try to go like 10 o'clock in the morning or even after 12 o'clock, it's a done deal. Yeah. We felt that today. Yes, the weather. <laughs> that sun was beating. Um, Someone asked me on a ride. So how you how you holding up? I said it's hot as shit. Yes. <laughs> and today was nice. It yeah, hot. it was just the sun. Yes. The sun will beat you up here. Mm -hmm. So like summer long sleeves are so beneficial. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that track. I don't. I thought it was just us, but the traffic was was crazy. So that's yes. all the time. Yes. Yeah, it was all nice. the time. Where are people going? <laughs> but I also do ride my trainer. So okay, I do do the indoor training as well. The days that I don't wake up in the morning, I still make sure that I uh, do my workouts on the trainer in the evening. How how often are you like? How long are you on a trainer at a given time? Um, I would say one to two hours. For yeah. the week or no, for no, no, a no. given session? For, for a session. given session. Okay. Yes. Unless I have to do like um, my zone two endurance, which I prefer to do outside yes. because those are four to five hours. Yeah. And I've done that on trainers and I don't really like it. Right. Not yeah. too many people like Four to no. five hours in the, the trainer saddle? Yes. Nah, I mean, I have a good movie on, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still, nah, it doesn't compare. It's yeah. not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. What... Being in the being in the sport for two years, what frustrates you about Criterion Racing for you as a woman, a mm. black woman? I would probably say just opportunity, um, and even when it comes to race teams, there's not a lot of women race teams, mm. or even openings for women race teams. Like they don't. Uh, I think like maybe one team this year are no longer. Um, how can I say it? They decided to dissolve their team, so now they're racers are going to other teams so um teams as far as also development it's not a lot of development teams they just want you to be pro already like yeah cat ready. one and two yeah right now yes so you still have to you know put in the work in order to get one and two and then when you get one and two then you have to find a team that has an opening for you to potentially apply right. for that team which is weird because if i made it to one or two by myself i'm good right <laughs> i'm gonna stay that way kind of well, i think when you get mm -hmm. to that level there are teams there so there's more strategy i think yeah but for someone like sharif she's been winning solo so at this point i mean ideally you would think she would be like a highly sought after free agent quote unquote so to speak right should be able to join a team. People should be coming to you, but yeah, yeah. But a team, a team, in a sense of because you mentioned the uh, the abundance, uh, the abundance grants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the grant. That's Aisha Begum, right? Yes. Yeah. So, like, if she found a team or like an organization to back her, like, hey, there's, I mean, we'll take care of travel or parts, mm -hmm. bikes, all that. So to to do that by yourself, that's a heavy lift. Like, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. so to find so a team would traveling. be beneficial. Yeah. Yes. No bike brands. No bike brands. No, not yet. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get you know what I'm saying? No. No. Okay. Sponsorships. I would love to have a bike sponsor. Yeah. Heard that? It's necessary. It's, it's, it's out there. For Put it out there, Shree. <laughs> Just say it. What bike brand do you want to sponsor? If you had to pick. I, mean, I currently pick. ride Specialized. I love Specialized. I ride a size 44. And it's hard to find an extra, extra small frame. Yeah. Because I'm 4'11", so I am, I'm also really? tiny. Yeah. Hey, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She, she, like <laughs> 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 she ride like she's 7'2". She ride like she's 7'2". Better watch it. <laughs> wow, I, didn't, I honestly didn't know they made size 44. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I believe Trek also makes like a 44, 43, or maybe a 46. Yeah, that Madonna had be, a, that yeah. Sterling. Oh, was, yeah. It was a 44. comparable to the Tarmac. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, there was a Madonna that sat that was that small? Yeah. We were like, why? Super small. I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why would you now, have that? How is it managing your personal life, right? If you are waking up at 4 a.m., 4.30, making sure you're getting your ride started no later than 5.15, when do you, and then you're doing gym in the evening. You yes. still have to eat. 
Yes. You know, like, how, how are you managing your relationships with loved ones? And So that's where some of the sacrifice comes in. Because, I mean, I'm very family-oriented. And then mm. not only that, I'm very involved in my sorority. Like, I sit on the e-board uh, for my chapter. You got sorority business tomorrow. Tomorrow yeah. I do. Like, in the <laughs> yeah. morning at 730, we have community service. So I'm not going to ride in the morning. I'll do community service with my chapter. And then afterwards, I'll probably get on the trainer and do my workout. Because so. it's hot as hell. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes so sense. So that's where some of the sacrifice comes in. But then also my family and my friends, like my, my uh, inner circle, they are very excited about this journey. Like they travel with me to my races. Like yeah. they are. So when's the next race? Where are we going now? Which city are we going to? Like they are super oh, they all excited. In. Yeah. They are. Shout that's out. Cool. Prissy Petals? Yes, Adrian. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, so they're they're super excited, and I think just having them support me and not having that extra pressure, like, well, why don't you do this with us? And why don't you do that with us? Like, they are with me on this journey. That's so they dope. understand everything. Yeah, That's speaking dope. of that, like, we were, we saw you in Elgin out in, uh, at Intelligentsia in Chicago. Yes. And, we, like, we're down, we're from Jersey, so we're down here now. Like, traveling is becoming a big part of, of cycling. Yes. Just period, whether you're pro or, you know, just enjoying it. So, have you, over the last couple of years, I'm sure you've done a lot. I mean, you know, yes. once everything opened up, but a lot of traveling, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I I think that's something that, going forward, like, we're going to try to get into more. Yes. Um, but, yeah, again, I, I think this is exactly why you would need a team or, you know, a sponsor, somebody with resources to make that possible. Yes. Yeah. What's what's on the agenda for 2023 in terms of races that you want to do? So I do have a lot of, um, well, not a lot. I do have some out-of-town races lined up. Mm. Like, I enjoy traveling and racing. Uh, I mean, the competition here is great, but you kind of see the same thing every time. Yeah. Um, and you I mean, once you them. beat them, you <laughs> beat them. Yeah. You whooped up on yeah. everybody already. <laughs> right. over with. Like, all right, I know what she's going to do. I know what she's going to do. All right, she can't you, out-sprint me. She's, she she can't keep her line. Oh, man. You know, she doesn't really pick her lines. Well. Yeah. She good. <laughs> but I do plan to do um, Tour of Dairyland. Again. Okay. I enjoy Tour of Dairyland. Um, I'm also possibly doing, I believe the race is called Valley of the Sun. Yes, in okay. Arizona. In Arizona. Okay. So that will probably kick off my race season Okay. Um, next year. Cool. Yeah. Cool. What, what, so so let's let's piggyback on that. Let's let's hold there for a second. So obviously we talked a little bit about local racing. We can probably get a little more into that, but let's talk about racing away from home. Yes. This season that you just finished up, what was your favorite race? Toad. Which one? Tour of Dairyland. Tour of Dairyland. Toad oh, okay. in Milwaukee. Okay. And why? I enjoyed the courses. I enjoyed the community. Like the community was very supportive. They embraced the races. Um, I just, I just enjoyed it. Like I liked it a lot. So, what is it? What was it about the courses? Because some of us haven't been to uh, Milwaukee, right? Yes. Yeah, we haven't been there. So, what was it? Was it the topography? Was it the way the course was laid out? So, if I compare it to like our local races here in Miami, we're basically just going in a circle. But in told you would go. Sometimes there would be crits with seven corners. Hmm. And that was my first oh, wow. time ever experiencing that. You do have some crits with a little um, elevation. That was my first time also experiencing that because in Miami, everything is flat. flat. Right. <laughs> it's just a bridge or That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the diversity of the races. There was also a circuit race, which was similar to a road race. We went around the course um, about three times. 
And that was also fun. So I just like the variety of the courses. Okay. Yeah, and it's not just one, you know, four-corner crit. Gotcha, gotcha. So after Toad, where did you go next? After Toad, I went to, where did I go? Oh, Chicago. I was yeah. going to say, I know where you went. Intelligentsia. <laughs> 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 I went to Chicago. So you went to Intelligentsia. Intelligentsia Cup yep. was fun. I only raced four or five days. Yeah, I was going to ask you. It's 11. That's a lot. Yeah, so I only what raced was the it like doing five days of racing? Five days was fun. Because Toad is only three, right? No, Toad is 11 days. Same. So you did yeah. 11? I did seven days at Toad. Wow, okay. I thought you only did three at Toad. And you still manage work? And I, I still manage work. Thank you for virtual days. working. Whoever employs <laughs> sure. taking calls Thank after you. the race. For yeah. sure. And also at Toad, that's when I um, placed third overall in the Omnium. So that was also exciting. So let's let's pull back a little bit. To place third, that means that you have to score points for every race. Yes. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you scored enough points. Yes. So that by the end of the event. Yes. You ended up being third in total point scored. Correct. So did you win any? Did you podium any? Yes. Of course. What you mean? I, I know she did, yeah. but the audience doesn't know. That podium. That's a nickname. Man, okay, question. What did you do to keep your legs fresh on those days? You really want to know? Yeah, yeah True absolutely. story. So after the race, I would go back to our Airbnb, and I would lay down and put my legs on the wall. So the lactic acid can fall. Yeah, and keep the blood flowing fresh. And I would just rest my legs. I wouldn't go out. Um, maybe one or two times I would go back out to watch the pro races, but for the most part I was at the Airbnb oh, fueling, yeah. eating, mm -hmm. and resting my legs. You're giving up secrecy. You probably yeah, no, but somebody oh, writing. I'm about to go do that tonight. Do that. Right. So what, how long were you with your legs um, on the wall like that? I would say about 30 minutes. Okay, so that's not bad. Yeah, 30 that's minutes rest and then put them back up if I need to. Y'all still can't beat her though. <laughs> right, I'm do that if you will. But then that I, I did invest in leg compression boots after that. See, we got when he, he asked that question, because he knew that's where she was going. He was, I have I, I got him, too. They I have they So by the time I went to Chicago, I had my leg compression boots, and I was like, okay, this Did is you still better. do the legs on the wall no. and with them? Because the no, compression no. gave mm -hmm. you the similar. Yes. Right, right. So do you use, like, a Theragun or anything with the compressive? I have. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it helps you with kind of, like, refreshing. Recovery. And recovery mm -hmm. and stuff? Absolutely. Same? Okay, so now. Let's talk about Intelligentsia a little more. So that was four or five days there. Yes. What were some of the challenges at Intelligentsia? Um, challenges? Intelligentsia did have, remember you guys were telling me that there was one where it was like an uphill into a wicked downhill into a Yeah, that turn. was Elgin. That was Elgin. Yeah, yeah that was Elgin, Elgin. Right? Yeah. How was that? I actually, I enjoyed Intelligentsia. I would say that's my second best series um, that I would probably do again. So Intelligentsia was good. I, I think I made podium three, four times, four times out of the five days that I raced. And she didn't finish because she had to go do other things. And she had stayed. <laughs> if she had stayed, but she, she would have. But Intelligentsia was fun. I enjoyed it. And that they had a uh, road race one of the days. Um, so that was also different. And with the road race, um, they set it up like, so our category would go, and then men would go like 10 minutes after we mm. leave. So you would like see them passing as we're passing on the left. You would see them passing on the right. So I never experienced that either. Like That's interesting. Just having the course to ourselves. Right. So was that, did that provide a challenge for you? or 
inspire the, you in any way? Or? I'm not going to say a challenge. More of a distraction because you're like, whoa, what are they doing? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. That's a dope. Of, a lot of pros out there. Yes. I know you, Um, in those travels, you're, are you obviously meeting people, but I mean, you're, you're connecting with different professionals and anybody dropping any jewels on you, any type of lessons? Yes, I actually, I love talking to uh, Mr. Bahati. <laughs> and of course, Mr. Bahati. <laughs> Mr. Bahati. Sharon, like Sharon yeah. drops so many gems to me. Like even through social media, we still keep in contact. Um, whenever we do see each other at races, like he tells me that I'm doing good. I didn't know that he would watch, you know, my races. I'm thinking he's home resting for his race. But, you know, he would tell me good job, give me pointers um, and just encourage me. So yeah. I'm very thankful that's for, dope. for the that's wisdom. Dope. That's dope. Okay. That they're wrapping their arm. I mean, but that speaks. So let's hold on that. Because they're wrapping their arms around you where otherwise you wouldn't have had that. Right? So that's yeah. huge that they're paying it forward in that way. Yeah. And, of course, Aisha McGowan as well. Yeah. Uh, I met her through her grant. And so, you know, I have that open communication with her as well. So I'm thankful for her. So, basically, she's saying, ladies, that she has three pros, <laughs> okay, on her board. She doesn't have a team, but she got she three does, pros. She has three pros, three veteran pros at that. Yes. Right? No, that's yeah. the community, though. That's, that's, that's beautiful that you can get that type of support, whether so you have now, a team or not. So, that's, that's dope. Sorry about that, Ox. So, now, like, when you're there and you're doing these races away, do you know any of the people? Are there some familiar faces? Um, do you have any like race buddies? So like, even though you're there by yourself, you're like, yo, she's a good wheel. No, you kind of figure that out while you're racing. Gotcha. Yes. So I'm very observant. Uh, as soon as we line up, I pay attention to, you know, how people are, their disposition. Um, and then by the first or second lap, I can tell who's a good wheel to be on and who's not. You could tell who's shaky, who's yeah. over there looking oh, nervous yeah. and even sad. Group yep, seriously. Yeah. You look at how they're taking corners. You can tell like who's trying to conserve energy, who's antsy, who's going to be up there attacking. That body language to, speaking, yeah, right? Like be the workhorse and yeah. pull us the entire way. So you can you can identify them. Nice, early. nice. So yeah. when you're done, because we talked about a little bit about the peloton is very different, but for some of them, it's their first time seeing you actually race. So they're like, hold on, like I didn't know. Okay, like so do, but do people ever celebrate you like? Oh, good race. Like, mm. yes, absolutely. So, especially like at Toad, some of the young ladies, they would come up to me after the race or when we meet at the podium, like, oh, you're super strong or oh, you're fast. And I'm like, well, thanks. You too. Right. I'm, <laughs> up here. I'm up here. You yes. <laughs> I'm super fast. I'm super fast. That's why I'm on the podium next to you. Yes. 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 But then you also kind of mark them just as they've marked me. So when you see them again the next day and you're racing, okay, I know what this person is capable of. Somebody looking at you like, I'm getting on that wheel. <laughs> now, have you experienced, all right, they've marked you, you guys have marked each other, but is there ever a situation where, that you've experienced thus far, where people are like, yo, like, let's work together? No. What? Interesting. Interesting. So no. even though you're, That's you know crazy. Mean, it's like cooperative, mm -hmm. you know, it's like cooperation, right? Like, we're going to work no. together. Like single to, people who are not on a team? Right. You know no. what I mean? Like, we're going to break away, we're going to establish the break, we're going to no. stay away. Wow. That's crazy. I thought that would be the case. No. Not even if it's advantageous to them. Like, I'm going to just ride. I'm trying to dust you, but I'm going to ride your wheel till no. we can switch on and off. Nah. Huh? Talk to us about this. Yo, I'm, I'm, this, this I'm a little different. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm surprised. I thought, you know, because in other sports, you know, game kind of recognizes mm -hmm. game. You know, like, yo, like, all right, this person's legit. You know, like, they're going to give me a good run no. or whatever. 
Case in point, uh, one of the races in Milwaukee at Toad, there was a few of, a few of us that made the break, but no one wanted to work together to keep the break. And I would say about three laps to go, the field caught us. Right. So it's like, why arguing. even do the break? Yes. Yeah. So no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And I think also, if they see me in the break, they're not going to want to work with me because... They're going to help you. No, they they know that I'm a sprinter. And if they, so if like, they don't feel like they can so out-sprint basically, me, they're they not know gonna that she's going to win. <laughs> they're not going like, to want to work not going to help you win. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which is weird. That's weird. That's your strong point? Like, would you consider yourself a sprinter? I would say so. Yeah? Yeah. She got a little kick, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah a little, little fast <laughs> twitch. <laughs> you know? Got a little, little fast twitch with it. <laughs> That's is there beautiful. any other part of cycling that you that you're interested in, whether it be track or gravel or mountain biking, or are you just good where you are right now? So I also ride the velodrome. Okay. So I do oh. ride the velodrome. I would like to uh, try endurance track events, but I don't know how I'm going to fit that in my schedule. So right, <laughs> right. now I'm focused on crits. I do velodrome uh, just for fun of it now, but. I would eventually like to try some endurance sports. So what's an endurance track event? Is it like you're just riding like 5K? I mean, like, I'm sorry, 50K? So no, they're... they're around and around and around. Like Match Bowl, Point, or? the Karen, there's different, uh, different types of races. Okay. So not just, um, you know, you're, you're sprinting. Because that's pretty much what people go to the velodrome for, to yeah. help with their sprint. Right. So more of like the endurance races. Gotcha. What's the one when you when you follow the moped around? What's that? That's the Karen. Yeah? Yeah. And it's just timed? It's just you and, and that person, right? So now I'm not a pro at the track. I just go for fun. But we do like have motor pacing sessions mm -hmm. at the velodrome. And uh, depending on what he calls for us to do, like we would have to chase the moped and get back on it and drive oh. and recover or he'll just take us around at a high pace yeah. hold that for whatever period of time yes. yeah. usually about 25 laps we didn't talk about this you have a coach i do okay shout out to coach gc coach gc coach based out of colorado okay oh yes. so it's remote coaching it is remote coaching how is that yeah give us the deets yeah I like it. How did okay. you find Coach GC? Is it a guy? Is it a lady? Yeah, it's a guy. So um, he was referred to me. I inter actually interviewed four guys. Um, so he was referred to me, and then I, I liked him out of the, the rest of the other ones that I interviewed. Um, but he uploads my training onto Training Peaks. Yep. So I do kind of have, like, type A personality a little bit. Like, I like to know what's going to be required of me. So he sets the plan. I can see what I'm doing for the whole week. I can plan my week, my day. Um, we talk every day after workouts. I write my notes in Training Peaks, and he yep. gives me comments and feedback. So he's awesome. I'm so trash at writing he, notes in Training awesome. Peaks. I, I, write, I write them all the time. I yeah. know you do. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. I write them all the time. I got to do awesome. better about that. Because we have a coach that we yeah. use to just, you know, help us get fit. Mm-hmm. You know, become better cyclists. Um, so, the, does the coach work with, work with you on nutrition? He tries to. Tries to. Do yes. you have anyone that helps you with nutrition? No. How is your nutrition? Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, no help. Sure. And I, need it. I would say that is the hardest part about cycling is. is you 
kill so many calories on the bike, yes. and then when you get off, you just want to eat. Yes. Yeah, so. And it's like, come on, you ruined all these strawberries? Right. Come on now, this burger is going to put me right. where I need to be. Exactly. <laughs> going to give me the love I need to feel yeah. right now. <laughs> burger and fries, I, mean, I need your love this evening. Yes. Right. Um, so this interview process, why was it important for you to interview coaches? And what was the requirements that you were looking for out of those coaches? So it was important for me to interview coaches because I knew what I wanted to accomplish. And at the time, I wanted to get stronger. I wanted to start racing. And I wanted to pretty much put myself in the best position to do that. It's like investing in yourself. Yep. You're not going to go and take the SAT or ACT without taking a prep course or studying, buying some kind of book to prepare for it. Right. So I wanted to make sure that I you know, had a coach that can at least put me on the right track to begin racing and be somewhat successful in it. Um, some of my requirements was availability. Like I did not want to have a coach that if I needed to talk to him about, you know, my training or understand the data that he wouldn't be available. I'll call you back tomorrow. Yeah. Like right. there was one coach I interviewed and he's like, um, you know, you get one talk every two weeks. What? No. And I'm like, I have to pay you two fifty, nah. three hundred dollars to nah. talk to me like twice a month. No, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> nah, you might as well just <laughs> put up some YouTube videos. Exactly. I'll check right, them. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so I, I just I wanted a coach um, also that would not allow me to slack. Um, and you know it's it's easy to you know become complacent or slack, especially if you're doing this by yourself. Yeah. Like having a coach that's not here locally and you riding by yourself. You have to be fully invested and fully focused. Yep. And so the moment you see me slacking, it's okay to pick up the phone and say, what's going on? Yep. So um, <laughs> my coach, he does that. He'll ask yeah. me, what's going on? How's work-life balance? I can tell, you know, by your heart rate, by this, like, you know, something else is going on. Did you eat? Are you stressed at work? And I'm like, yeah, I am. Yep. So That's just don't want to be part. real with me. Yeah. 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 That is the hardest part about training is staying motivated. Mm -hmm. So... What are some of the things that you do to stay motivated because your coach isn't like local? He's not knocking on your door, waking you up at 4 a.m. Mm -mm. Like, what do yeah. you do? To stay motivated? I think about one of the first races I did, which was super hard, and how I got caught behind an accident and technically got dropped because there was no free laps. And having my family there mm. and knowing that feeling, like feeling like a failure, um, feeling like I wasn't fit enough to hang with the pack. I just think about those moments and I'm like, nope, got to get up, got to get it done because I don't want that to happen again. Wow. That, that, that's dope. But what about when you just like mentally, like you just oh, mentally have draining? like, a, like, you know, it's just like a. What do I do to stay motivated? Yeah, I like, take a day off. <laughs> Copy that. A little break. You can do that. You're allowed to take a day off. And I eat ice cream. Right. And I eat ice cream. So the days where I, I just do not have it in me, I write a note to my coach, coach, I can't ride today. I didn't sleep well, had a rough day at work. I need a day off. He'll adjust the schedule as well. And I take off and I eat ice cream. That's, That's the beauty up. about training peaks is you can move a program from yes. one day to the yeah. next yes. and still accomplish what you need to for the week. Mm -hmm. And that's good that your coach is letting you know that missing one day or even two sessions yep. 
isn't going to derail you. Yeah, no. correct. Sure. You still find like regular everyday people cycling enjoyment. Like not you're not Cherie racing. You're just hey, I'm just riding my bike today. You still find enjoyment in it? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you have to, right? Yeah. Like in order to race, like once you hate, like there are there are like pro cyclists overseas who take years off from the sport because they lost the love for it. Yeah. So you got to keep the love, otherwise, like what, what yeah. are you racing for? And plus, it's not like for us here in the states we're making like hella money, right? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> are you getting paid? Day job. Are you getting paid? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Don't exactly. quit that day job. You know. Exactly. So, oh, wow. Um, any more questions? No, no. I, I do have one. I, I do have one. So we were talking about like that, that that motivation and riding with others. Do you find now that you have local success? I mean, like you, in your state, like you are a person. Like Sharice is a thing, right? Like you're a whole thing, right? Like so, when you go on a ride, do people like even with your like just colleagues or leading a raffle ride? Do people try to test you? Like absolutely. Like mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm about to turn up, and you're like, oh, this is absolutely always I'm about to turn up. What How about the you? men? Do the men? Oh, the men do it worse. They, they try to measure themselves Absolutely. by it. That like, the that's the wildest thing. You have so thing much ever. more testosterone than me, and don't let me finish a ride and they get dropped. Oh, it's over. That's wild it to is me. Over. Wow. Like, yes. wait, this crowd, hold on, hold on. Pause here. It's Let's over. Let's talk about this. <laughs> so what happens? Like, all right, you're on a ride. You know, you're doing your thing, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not dropped. You're finishing with the first whatever. Finishing with the yeah. mm-hmm. Right? And then there are people who finish after you. Are they talking to you? Are they saying things to you? They aren't saying things to me, but other people are, like, clowning them. And so now they're, oh, like. Oh, they're just they're juicing it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's why Sheree dusted yeah, you. But I did have one guy come up to me. Listen, as long as it was you that dropped me, I'm okay. I feel good. Nobody else. So I was you're like, okay. wow. And you're like, sir, I'm the state champion for my yeah, country. Right? I'm really like, sir, I'm just riding my bike and having a good time. That's it. Right. No, but like legit, like you train. And I like, do train. You know, like not everybody who's out here riding their bikes are, are doing this, right? Like I equate it to like, let's say basketball, right? Like some of these group rides, people try to treat them like a pickup game. Right, yeah, like you know, it's like a pickup race, so to speak. Like they're yeah. they're artificial things, or maybe they're designated things for the area or whatever. But you're just there to ride. I am right, and it's like, yo, like I don't get paid to race, but I actually go to races where I race. This is not it. So it's crazy. It's crazy, right? Like, <laughs> so does that impact your love at all? No. Okay, good. No, I know. It's, I know certain certain rides. If I do go to a group ride, other than a Rafa ride, even Rafa ride, sometimes on Friday, uh, at the end we try to you know turn it up a little bit. Like I just know it's expected. Like somebody's gonna be there trying to see. Okay, when is she gonna make a move? Is she gonna make a move? Is she gonna sprint? Let me see if I can sprint. So the Rafa rides here on Friday or on Friday Biscayne loops. Yeah, I keep his cane. Yeah, mm-hmm. across the bridge a couple times, right? Yeah. Have you joined? Uh, the Don Pond ride. I have. And how's that? Uh, it's it's nice. Okay, that's such a okay. nice way of saying it. <laughs> uh, like, so, it's nice. can you explain the Don Pond ride for our listeners and and viewers and like what it is and what it consists of? It is a huge peloton of mixed levels of riders. 
going over Key Biscayne Bridge, all the way down to the fire station, making a U-turn, going back over the bridge, going back over the bridge again, doing three loops mm. at, I would say, 27 to 30 miles per hour. Wow. A that's huge pretty fast. peloton of at least 100 people. Oh, that's wow. Wow. And this happens every Sunday. Every Sunday. Yes. What time? I believe that ride starts at 7.30. A.M.? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what Janelle was talking about. She wants us to jump in that one. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> For a few reasons. So, wait. So, are there times where a move is made? Like, do you just... Because you've done it so much. No, like- usually when I do Don Pond, I sit in. Okay. I don't try to make moves because it's with men, racing with men or riding with men. I let them have it. What's the ratio out there between men and women? Oh, it's, I would probably say 20 to 1. Sheesh. Wow. How many? And it's 100 people. Yeah, so like, damn, there are like five women. Yeah. There's not <laughs> a like lot 20. of women. Wow, what? Okay. And then if I go, I would be the only African-American woman. I was going to ask wow. you. Oh, it's like that? Yeah. Wow. How about, how about uh, in Miami, period? Like, do you see yourself, like, as the only African-American woman that you see in most groups or clubs or in the cycling scene? Or is there a lot of... Cause I don't know. I'm, I'm not from here. So there are a few... Uh, local groups like uh, Breaking a Cycle, Big Wheel, as I mentioned earlier, um, that have black women that cycle, mm-hmm. but it's still less than you know ten. Yeah, that will be riding the bike. Uh, as far as competitive, I am the only one right now. That's wild to me. Yeah, that is crazy. Ha- okay, so let me ask you this question: Have you tried to get? other black women into the sport at a competitive level i have and what's the response i gotta get up and go to work i got kids pretty much yeah yo that's crazy so, so yes. what about like the younger women yeah you? you might have to go to these colleges and start yeah. recruiting or something like that you're right because there there aren't many like collegiate women that are cycling Especially black women that I see. Yeah. So what is it like just being a black woman in the sport? Because you're new to the sport, right? And you've had this level of success. What is that like for you just in general, overall? Um, I think that might be a little difficult to answer because like when I'm in the sport or when I'm racing and when I'm riding, I don't look at it as, okay, I'm the only black woman here until maybe like, after the fact, when I'm like, dang, I really was the only black chick out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> After so we stop socializing, you look around. Right. Man, it's just me. And so, like, when I look at how Aisha McGowan did the grant to allow for more women of color to be able to do some of these big races, like Toad, Intelligentsia Cup, Gateway Cup, mm-hmm. Tulsa Tough, where we were not oh, represented mm-hmm. yeah. in those races. And I see why you know, that grant was created for us to have a place and a face in the sport. Yeah. So as far as me, I'm still trying to figure out how I can, or I don't even know if I'm doing it now, but how I can, you know, help to grow the sport and include more uh, black women. Wow. Well, I definitely think your success does a lot to be a beacon, right, for others that, you don't know that may see you on IG or may have heard of you and now that will watch or listen to this, right? You know, like sometimes that 
can be way more than any words that you can say. Just your performance as an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Sharia's currently recruiting right now. She's yes. trying to put a team together. <laughs> yeah. you know I, mean? I am. Don't so say. wait. So okay. So what about the other women of color? Um, are there any that ride competitively here locally, or that you see when you travel? So uh, you know, Miami, you have a large Hispanic uh, right. population. So majority of the women that I race against here in Miami are Hispanic. Interesting. Yes. But do but do they try to like, hey, you should join our team? Obviously not, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but is there camaraderie though? Uh, do they see you as like, even though you know, like you're a competitor, but mm-hmm. like, yo, like this is my sister. Like she's dope. Like she's. I communicate with some of them outside of you know the racing. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. So some of them are supportive, uh, especially when I went and traveled and raced and won. They were like, wow. Um, and I think that may have inspired them to, you know, leave out of Miami next year to go and find a few races. Wow. Um, but as far as the Spanish teams, like, they stick together. They roll together. And when we're racing, they speak Spanish. So. <laughs> they don't play it around. Yeah. yeah. That's they're how it is in Spanish. the tri-state area. Yeah. No, it's same, same thing. It's yeah, same it's the same thing. Yeah. Yes. What's coming up for you immediately? Immediately? Hopping on that trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Put that work in. <laughs> yeah. Same for yeah, us. I'll be going to Jamaica. Did you all go to Jamaica? No, we didn't. No, I'll be mm. going to Jamaica um, in two weeks to go and get some climbing training in. Interesting. Um, you know, you can just come up north. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but it's Jamaica right, right, and up yeah, north. Right, right, right. It's That's snowing. True. It's cold. It's cold right. <laughs> Turn that right. down. Yeah. So I guess there'll be no I'll pay dues with for you. <laughs> right. And then the, the Valley of the Sun race, um, that is going to be a stage race. So I'm actually excited about that because it's crit, road, right. and TT. Would that be your first stage race? My second. Second. Where'd you do your first? At Chain of Lakes in Gainesville, Florida. Oh. Well, you, you've done I did that. before? Yes. Yeah? That is not my specialty, but I've done it. Because you sprint. You're not, uh, <laughs> like you know, hold. like hold power. Right. Sustained. I can hold my own. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> there it is. There it is. She, she was like, I don't have no weaknesses. I don't know what you're I talking do, about. I do. I do. I do. I do. She said prior to that, no, it's, I'm not that good. Just wait a minute. It's now. not my best, right. but I can hold my own. Right. I can get by. That's cool. Um, how much do you care about the the like the the data? Like some people are so like Strava heavy, and they look at their numbers. No. Strava warriors. We're like, oh, Sharice was. Sheree was zone two today, (laughs) so I got to be zone two. Like, are you deep into your the data? I'm learning more and more now that I'm working with GC Mm -hmm. how to interpret my data. Like before, I would just look at it like, oh, okay, I'm just going, you know, 20 miles per hour. Oh, okay, today I'm at 16 miles per hour. But understanding my heart rate zones and my power zones, that's what he's teaching me. Now you're on these zones. Yeah, I'm zone on a zone. I'm yeah, on yeah. a zone. So when I do my zone two rides, yeah. five hours, you know, being heart rate zone two as well as power zone two, uh, knowing how to um, adjust your cadence based on, you know, what it is that you're training for. So some of my tempo rides, I'll be at a lower cadence, and then some of them I'll be at a higher cadence, you know, mixing it up like that, but still holding the watts. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Okay. As far as like interpreting data, I look at my data. I don't really focus on everyone else's data. <laughs> and what's most important to Trouble. me is performance. Right. Because I know people that can hold watts for days, but they aren't winning. Right. It's me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying they I'm race saying, and they're but... not winning. So, you know, it's not all about just, you know, watts, watts, watts. It's a major component, but at the same time, you know, you got to know how to manage your heart rate. Yeah. You know, and just. I, I think what you just said it. is big, right? Because, especially for a lot of folks that came into this during the pandemic, they were yeah. on the virtual applicate like Zwift or mm-hmm. Trainer Road or Sufferfest or whatever. And it has become about what's your FTP? Yes. How many watts can you hold? Yes. What's your maximum power that you can put out? And, you know, it's so refreshing to hear you know talk about like you actually have to know racecraft like this isn't just how many watts you can hold right like when you're out here and you're racing it's against other people there's skill that's involved right because earlier you talked about being boxed in Mm -hmm. or being behind a crash Mm -hmm. and effectively you got dropped because right you didn't get a a a lap to you know so that's huge now all those all that generating power cadence speed all of that stuff is important but I don't. I think it's hand in hand with the strategy. Absolutely. You can have all this to, mm-hmm. together. Your strategy trash. You you out of here. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, to put Even both on those together. Group rides, you need strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the ride we did today, you forgot how many stoplights Miami has. <laughs> oh my god! And we caught every red. Yeah. We caught literally <laughs> caught every red. red, and it was like we would hammer it for a little bit, then stop, and then stop. Hammer yeah. for a little bit and then, and then stop. stop. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I'm doing intervals right, right now. Yeah, pretty much. Kate's going to be happy for me. Right, right. <laughs> Shout out to Kate. Yeah. But because of that interval training that she put us through, I was able to adjust. Yeah. But also, issue. Yeah. yeah, like being smart enough to shift down coming out of those red mm-hmm. lights and being able to shift up. Yeah. You know, like if you don't understand like the strategy in cycling, yes. you're and Zip taught us this is total system efficiency. It's just being a more efficient cyclist. Yes. Like, that gets lost on people. Yes, yes. it does. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm learning how to be more efficient. So talk to us about that, what, what that means for you. Being efficient. It means everything because you have to know how to conserve your energy, uh, know how to rest, especially during racing, know how to rest um, you can't be in the front all the time and then <laughs> expect to win the race. It's dangerous. Yes. So um, you always want to be effective. And I will say this. When I first started training with GC and racing too, my trainings weren't going that well. Like I was struggling holding steady power, but I would go and win a race. And he was like, well, Shree, at this point, you are a better racer than you are a student, a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. That's so good he said that. That's like, look, fine. I'm like, I got nothing I'd for be you. like, wait, are you complimenting <laughs> me? Right, right. Like, right, right. He's like, you're a better racer than you are, you know, a student. But we worked through it, and now I can hold steady power. So now I am able to be more efficient on the bike when training Copy. and racing. Yes. So, yes. Yep. Yeah, and you can tell in group rides I'll just thinking about group rides a lot who's not efficient it's all in their body language mm-hmm. on yeah. the bike and it's yeah. like okay this person is gonna blow up in like 
two miles. Three, two, yes. one. You're yep. done. Yep. And, and and it's so again, we're guys, right? And testosterone is alive and well. So yeah, yeah. You know, like so even on a ride that we were doing today, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun, but you can see how you can notice when people are on their limit, mm-hmm. but they don't want to accept that they're on their limit and how that creates sketchy situations. Yes. You know, because it's like your heart rate seems pretty high, buddy, because you're like, <gasps> like behind me. And I'm like, or if it's in front of me, I'm like, how can I get away from this situation? Yeah. Because I don't know if any moment now something's going to occur where you lose your focus. No, yeah, that's what it is. When when the, the fatigue sets in, or not even just fatigue, but elevated heart rate, you, you're just unable or you're, it diminishes your ability to whatever decisions you're making or if somebody's coming up like besides you or, you know what I mean? That like you start today. asking yeah. people, like you just, that, <laughs> yeah. it just starts to drop off. Yeah, it gets that bad. Yeah, that's tough. Some people just aren't comfortable at high speeds. Oh, yeah. that's so. true. It actually feels, yeah. to me personally, it just feels more comfortable at that high speed. It feels like, even though we're going that fast, like things are slowing down. Yes. The yes. Move, everything is, I can look at stuff and see things happening at a, at a slower rate. Almost like tunnel vision. Yeah. Yeah. When, if if we're in a group ride and we're in we're bunched up and we're moving at a slower pace, that's when all that yes when you start falling and tumbling like, like say, comfortable with riding at high speeds as well as being in a peloton with someone that close to them. So that can definitely I actually get more comfortable in close quarters yeah. of people for some reason. And at high speeds, I'm way more comfortable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when I ride with these guys, like I'm literally if we're if any one of them is with me, I'm looking for them. And I'm just like, okay, I need to make sure we stay together or I stay next to them. And even if I have to work to do that, I would rather do that because I know what to expect, right? If they're on my wheel or if I'm on their wheel or they may see things and they may call it out like, yo, Chris, watch this, or we may do that or vice versa. But it's very difficult to do when you don't know people yeah. because it's, and I don't know if you experienced this because, you know, you ride with guys a lot too. Um, or if we ride with women, but like, have you ever been in a situation where, you know, prior to racing, cause in racing is probably different, but like you're in a fast group ride and you're like, the person here doesn't seem like yeah. they know what's going on or like, like, you know what I mean? Like yes. where it feels, it doesn't feel right. You yes. And you're trying to make it right. Yes. Yeah. You know, like how do you handle that? Find a better position. Yeah. Move, move away from that wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if you have to slow down and let a few people get in front of you, I'll do that. Yeah. Copy. Copy. Have you taken it down? Been uh, on your bike? Like one on time. the ground? Yes. <laughs> really? One time in a race. That was my first time uh, at Toad. It actually went down twice in the same race. And then I called it. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Somebody named me for me. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm good. I told they were giving out the free laps? Yes. Yeah, they let you catch up. Can you describe what happened? So there was, I was behind uh, Lana. She's Mm -hmm. pretty tall. So I can't really see, you know, around her. That draft is dope. Yeah, I was recovering (laughs) at the time. That draft is real. (laughs) Shout out to Lana. Shout out to Lana with Sore Foundation. Yes. But there was a crash on the right. And then the people in front of Lana was not paying attention that there was a pileup happening on the right. So then they ended up hitting one of the individuals that fell. And so when I tried to maneuver to the left, I actually like went over and flipped off the bike. 
Every time I see an but accident. But I was not injured, no scratches, no uh, broken bones. So I was what? very thankful. Every time you see an accident, that's what it is. Yeah. It's not the initial whatever happens up no. there. It's everybody else that. Yes. Yeah. That happened to you with uh, yes. Harlem. Same thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I got a free lap. I jumped back in. And then maybe two laps after that, um, a young lady was turning. And it was like a pin tight turn. And she tried to pedal through it. Uh, clip up. And so when she <laughs> pedaled through it, she was right here on my left side. And so when she slid, and then her bike kind of like went under mine. And yeah. I was like, yep, yeah, I got it. That's I'm it pulling for out day. for today. <laughs> so, so yeah, wow. yeah, SL6 got some some blemishes on yeah, it. Yeah, Ugh, painful. That's rough. I mean, I'm in the market for a new bike, though. All right, well, you know. Looking for a bike sponsor, too? I am looking, looking for, for a bike, bike sponsor. sponsor. State champion, <laughs> needs a bike. Yes. Looking for a bike sponsor. Any names, you know where to bring it. Yep, yep. Well, Sheree, thank you so yeah, much. definitely appreciate thank you for joining guys. us. Coming through. This is fun. It's always fun connecting with you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We got to do that more. Hopefully, we'll see you in 2023 at one of these races. Oh, no, I we might, all be traveling. I might come up to Harlem. I might. You should do Harlem. Should I might. It's fast and it's four corner. Yeah. Yeah. It's spicy. It's no, spicy. It's spicy. The biggest ingredient, like at least that we found, because Chris actually ran it. But the energy was nuts. Yeah, yeah like uh, the, just the fan us, is right? crazy. Like black and brown folks yeah. are out there enjoying yeah. it. You can feel that in the air, yeah. right? From the music that's playing, from just like yeah. the whole vibe. That's I would on. say, because I watched Crits all season, the only thing that comes close to Harlem would be Tulsa. Tulsa, yeah. yeah. Like sure. in terms of crowd size. Okay. Just, but Harlem, it's us out yeah. there. It's a lot of... And it's you know. just, it's a, not closed, but it's just a, an actual city block, boom, around the park. Yeah, it's around the park. So you could, and they close the streets off, so it's basically a closed course. And so, yeah, there's fans all around, and it's just, the energy is just up the whole day. We started, Chris ran a Category 5, so we were out there like 7 o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah. we were out there like 12 yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. And that it was, was up, first It was race. up all day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You liked it? Oh my God. At first I was like, what is going on? And then I was yelling to the side to them, like, I figured it out. I know what to do now. And it was just like, everything kind of clicked yes. and everything started to slow down. I started wasting less energy, becoming more efficient. And then there was a massive crash and I avoided it, but I rode over to dude's derailleur and I ended up flatting. So I was just like, yeah, I can't. I tried though. You did it. Yeah, so you should definitely do it. I didn't race last season, except for Zwift. And I got third place. Right, but Octave, though. Zwift, they... Nah, I'm what? Swift races are real, yeah, boy. Yeah, are. but I was that was like what the category C or something <laughs> like. It, <laughs> no, but it was a category you, you A. Place, bro, you placed. I, I was hyped matter. too. I was like, right. yeah. yeah, you placed. That was real. And it wasn't a small group either. Yeah, you know, like because sometimes you could hop on a Swift race and it'd be like five y'all, and it's like, hey, I got second. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> come on, son. Right. No, but it was dope. Thank you, thank you for yes. thank you, Sheree. Thank, thank you, you Sheree, for, for joining us thank on the Moral Watts podcast. That's right, y'all. Absolutely. So tell the folks again where to find you on IG. Yes, at love underscore re twenty three. Check me out. Please do. Yes, we're gonna see nothing but podiums, boy. I said yeah, we're now her agent. Yes. <laughs> we push now you gotta come through us for the sponsorships. Yep. Now nah, I'm kidding. And no, seriously. Yes. Hopefully, twenty twenty three, you find a sponsor, a bike sponsor. Sounds like Big Wheel Cycling. Big Wheel Cycles, yes. Okay, they're holding you down from a kid support. Support. They sponsorship. Help with yeah. Okay. 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 They Dope. Do. But I've I've also added two other sponsors for, in addition to Big Wheels for next season. Okay. So for the sponsors that you, if you had your way, what sponsors would you like? What type of sponsorship would it be? 
travel bike? Like, what, what would it be? Let's put it out there. Let's put it out. Yes, into absolutely. The so, bike is number one. Bike is number one because I mean, right now, like I said, I only have one bike. Yeah. So if anything happens to that bike, then I'm, you know, SOL, just waiting for something yeah. else to come up. So when you say bike, we mean, we mean tires, we mean frame, group yes. set, we mean all group set, mm-hmm. we that. mean wheel set. Cool, got yes. it. All right, and what else? Um, and then a sponsor to help with race fees and traveling. Traveling, yep. race fees and traveling. Because everything that I've done outside of the grant, which was fully covered um, for tour of America's Dairyland, I pay for it. Like I funded. So my travel, for the most part, to Chicago, to St. Louis, and some of the other races, um, it was me. Them, them joints end up doubling up as it vacation does. time. You got to, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Get some entertainment in. Right. So it helped a little bit, but, you know, for the most part, I came out of the pocket. That's what's Sheesh. Wow. I don't know. Black Watch is Nah, we make a change. Yeah, we're going to make some changes. You know what I mean? You feel like, hey, we're, we're all thinking the same thing. Like, you know, like, hey, hey, hey. Throw that lightning bolt on your yeah. jersey. On the jersey. You know? on the Just do it. Just do it. You know? <laughs> we got lightning blue on you somewhere. <laughs> Make it happen, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you for tuning in um, to a super special episode with Sheree. We're down here in the Rafa Miami store. Thank you so much to the crew here in Miami yep. for letting us. Uh, intervene during their their, their retail time. Yeah, um, shout out to Jenna in New York. Yes. Shout out to Janelli here locally. Yeah. And the, all the team here in Rafa, Miami. Yeah. They love like, y'all. They, Thank you. They hook Thank us you. up with chips and water yeah, and, and water and snacks. The, and the espresso is always fire as usual. On point. So when you're here in Miami, please say what's up to the crew here. And if you see Shereen in the streets, don't try her. She will smoke your ass. Yes. ASAP. ASAP. And be standing on the podium. Though, I'll play nice. I'll play nice. ASAP. I'm talking about TI style. ASAP. Look that up if you don't know what that is. Yes. Once again, follow us on IG, Blackwatch Cycling, on YouTube, Blackwatch Cycling, on SoundCloud, Spotify, and. That's it. That's it. That's it yeah. Facebook. We're on Facebook too. Oh, yeah, Facebook. Yes. All right, y'all. Worldwatch. Peace.